What's that crawling through the catacombs? It's Wandering Monster Rollin' Nithahill! Hello and welcome once again to Wandering Monster, America's test table where we don't play test games. We stress test them. My name is John Baltusberger. I'm Charles R. Bernard. I'm Bridget Brave. Ian Servas. And I'm a frog in a garbage disposal slash blender. <laughs> Friends, there comes a time in every person's life when they look upon their works and despair. Um, <laughs> if you're uh, someone who suffers from imposter syndrome, such as myself, that moment is every day. Um, <laughs> I suffer from too much pasta syndrome. Home, ah, home, me home too. Boy. Um, boy. Hey, John, just breaking in. That is your all-time greatest introduction line so far. <laughs> there is, there comes a time in every person's life you must look upon your works in despair. <laughs> um, <laughs> that slaps. I need to write that down. He is rather um, mighty. So, uh, today, today, this time is upon us once again, where we, we look around ourselves and we realize that, um, while no man is an island, occasionally a podcast is, um, the five of us <laughs> set out to drift at sea alone, defenseless. Occasionally someone throws us an oar, uh, usually consisting of a PDF with a few images slapped into it that Ian still needs to get to editing. Um, but we do our best and we, we chart these waters through grit and stevia and an inner thong <laughs> that we stevia. just pull up to whale tail um, and try to seduce my, those sirens mine is back. an inner thong when I wear it. When I wear mine, it is an inner thong. Yeah. <laughs> We're just we're just reaching out towards that siren call of not fame but relevance. We all want to have some level of impact on the world around us, uh, be it through our scholarly works, our editing, our work in the community, uh, fighting against fascism, um, trying to hire all of our friends so that they can do slapping good jobs and uh, be happy. Like we're all doing <laughs> what we can. And my place in this world is to write silly bullshit and market it as high literature. Um, to that end, last year I wrote a book and I sold that book. Um, called Whispers copy, of the Dead yeah. Saint. Uh, Ian's holding mm -hmm. it up right now. Whispers of the Dead Saint uh, feels a little bit like a fever dream for some, and those some being me specifically. Um, <laughs> Johan Nor did the cover. The actual artist from Morkborg did the cover of my little book, um, which I then got tattooed on my leg. <laughs> I, um, I called that one, man. <laughs> Simone, Simone Tometa did the art. Uh, Pelly Nielsen did the forward. And I just, I just, 
I slapped some words together and I was desperately trying to think of ways that we could like entice people in uh, without it costing more money. And I was like, hey, why don't I throw in some game? Like, hey, I fancy myself a game designer. I've made a game. Why don't I design <laughs> some more board bullshit game stuff to put in there? Was that because uh, the full color centerfold was going to be too expensive uh, at printing? <laughs> Charles wouldn't. Charles wouldn't wear the uh, vampire costume. I got him with the uh, crotch it cut was, out. It was. It was not revealing enough. I told you I wanted more than the crotch cut out. That's, it was pretty hilarious that it was just a tuxedo with the crotch cut out. That <laughs> was funny. I told you, <laughs> and I told you. Yeah, probably. <laughs> anyway, um. So uh, that book came out. People people buy that book, which is amazing. Uh, thank you. But um, you're welcome. We <laughs> we need to we need to just drill down on the like most poorly conceived part of that book, which is the adventure. <laughs> so so to, so uh, tonight, Ian, Ian is going to run us through. The complete idiocy, which is my game design. Um, I'm not running it because that'd be silly. Um, Does and, that mean you uh, want me to run it raw? Uh, I just wanna. I want you to run it raw on me. Um, I, I want to. Been? I want to. I want the audience to understand that I am not going to meta game. I don't remember anything I wrote, and <laughs> it's going to be as fresh to me as it is to anyone else. Let's do it. I let's, love that there is... Dive in. There's a lot Shame of John in this, including one room. I'm curious if you enter, because it'll... Uh, there's little glimpses into, into John's psyche in this, so... Oh, no. Nice. Oh, um, no. Yeah, weirdly, I, I have the same thing where I can write something, and if enough time goes by, someone might mention it and be like, I like the part where blah, 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 and I'm like, it did? I did. <laughs> yeah. Zero, zero memory. Yeah. Time out. Uh, this last week, uh, I wrote a sh I wrote a comedy short story for a anthology that came out from St. Rooster. It's called uh, Razor Blade in the Fun Side Can fi Fun Size Candy. Uh, my story: The Assassination of Mister John Baldisberger. Uh, oh, cool! Involved the cameo from Michael Allen Rose, in which. Uh, something happens, and then he goes on to talk about the sheer number of testicles he has. Um, Michael Allen Rose sent this to me, like, took a picture and sent it to me, and I thought he was making fun of me because of my recent surgery. <laughs> no, I wrote that. I, and this, now, here's the thing. Here's the thing, my friends. That's the third time that a fan or friend has sent me a... a a excerpt from my own fucking book that I've been like, oh, that's cool. When did you write that? And they look at me like, no, idiot, you did. Means you like it. See what happened. What what happened here is um, what we call a a four dimensional ripple from John's surgery. Uh, you see, both forwards and backwards in time, the memory of this event was so traumatic that John actually began pre forecasting it without even his own knowledge in his writing. As far back as you should see how far back the first reference is, and and you can establish exactly how traumatic it I, was. Um, the size of the, yeah. I have a book coming out in August. Um, that is, shall we say, castration forward. 
So <laughs> at least four back is back. With a nice uh, cheese grater to the eyeball finish. You there's, know, it's just, there, uh, is, there is a non-zero number of castrations. And that's just a the opening part before you get to the story that generally someone it's else true, writes. Actually. <laughs> so that brings oh. us to tonight's adventure. <laughs> now, we have a powerful cast of characters that are just begging to be introduced and we do need someone to well jump on that landmine and go first and i i know that I, Pasty usually does it i have learned now, so I'm not feel, doing i feel like i uh i need to jump straight from the gutter to the stars and just let you guys know who i am and what i'm about my name is third i am gutterborn scum and about stealing, knifing, swearing, and uh, taking candy bars without paying for them, which is also stealing. Um, yep, that's pretty and much all you need to know about. Stealing. And a third kind of stealing. It says here vindictive and nihilistic, which, like, I think of myself in person as jolly and nihilistic. So <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I see that. Swollen yeah. alcoholic nose. That checks out. Um, Stress response uh, is aesthetic display. Now, see, I'm going to interpret that in my own very particular way. Uh, so when when I get stressed, you'll find out how. I cannot wait to stress you out. <laughs> I'm already stressed. <clears throat> Pretty stressed. Um, uh, yeah, I'm changing this name. I was going to turn Thurg into Girth, but I've already made enough Girth jokes recently. There. Um, I guess I'll go. <clears throat> I am Agnar! Oh, no. Um, that is spelled A-G-N-A-R, and then three exclamation marks after it. <laughs> um, that is that's not my birth name, but rather my born-again name. Um, uh that every every member of my order is bequeathed with a new name when they join. I'm a I am a uh I am a priest of um the seventh finger. Um our god has seven fingers on each hand. Uh which uh the seventh, which is a big middle finger, is uh the most blessed of the digits. So that is our holy sign. May make a cross because we do crucify a lot of people. Um, like one yes, does. Sir. You have a question? Yeah, like is one of the other fingers uh, an additional thumb on each hand? Because I thought that would be super handy. Yeah, so so he has a thumb, like an like the god has an extra thumb on on each hand, right? But then he has another middle finger, like just jutting out that's just massive, and uh, it really lets people know how you're feeling. Um, you have like a anyway, pamphlet about your religion. I, I'm I very do. interested. I, I will get that for you <laughs> after the show, my friend. Um, I am called a heretical priest, but um, I feel like that's a little bit like, hey, to me, you're the heretic. Um, so maybe let's not <laughs> use labels. Um, but yeah, Agnar uh, is ready to like make friends and check shit out with people. Go in peace. <laughs> All right, I'll go next. I'm Torfy. I didn't. I I just changed my oh, name. I love it's it. Torfy. Two eyes. Always with the two eyes. Um, 
I didn't come here to make friends. I've already got enough friends. 30 of them. My fucking teeth. It's all I need in my life. So, yeah. I'm really excited about this aspect of my character, by the way, that um, the worse things get, the fancier my character gets. So, um, yeah, I've got some, some stuff planned there. Can I display my appalling ignorance real quick? Is is thirty teeth humans? How many teeth do we have? Thirty-two. Thirty-two is standard oh, human okay. teethies. Is is that including the the wisdom teeth? Yes, it is. So I had okay. some removed. You know, you still got the majority. So, <clears throat> I uh, when I ran ones. when I taught Max Booth how to play games uh, on his podcast. I gave him a Fang Deserter class, and he asked if I had created the character specifically to mock him. <laughs> well, I believe that leaves just me. All right. <clears throat> so, uh, my name's Summer, because reasons was on the character sheet, and I'm not changing it. This is the voice of Summer, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Bask in the glory. Mm -hmm. But now, um, mm -hmm. uh, da, 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 da. generation after generation, sacrifice, or mm. sacrifice to the fight. When will it end? When the dead finally stay down, a man mm. is nothing more than a miserable pile of secrets. That is the most I'm going to talk mm -hmm. for a minute. Mm. So I'm just gonna sit here. <laughs> I I want to point out that um, this is not a bit. Mr. Patchkey does, in fact, have laryngitis and is dying right now. My boss and made me go to work today, we, and I know, me, John, I mean my actual day job. No. Yeah, I was going to say, not me. <laughs> we, we we definitely said, hey, man, if you want to take the night off, that's cool. And Patchkey was like, no, this is my fun bit. I want to do this because I'm a fucking trooper, and here he is, and we really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I do want to point out before Ian gets into this, uh, just real quick, um, <laughs> I did absolutely no work balancing this game for nope. any number of players. So, <laughs> nope. As I That's said, why I asked you, with you. you wanted me to run it. Rules is written because, like, run it raw. <laughs> run it. Run it. Run this game, buddy. There's look, one encounter look. where it's like, one deed. No, I'm not going to. I'll wait for you. You'll 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 it'll be a fun yeah, we'll, we'll discover we'll, we'll discover our death in time. Rather than um as as you put it, drilling down into the least developed part of the book, John, I consider this more like a, a DVD extra that that's like, you know, one for the one for the the real heads, you know, like who are uh who are John Baltusberger like must have fans. So yeah. It's the best right. game. Slice two for your answer. <laughs> so, oh, and it should be stated that Mr. Paschke's character this evening is the exclusive class that comes with the book, which is Slayer of the Unresting, which is based on what bloodline your character comes from, like what noble house, like Slayer house they come from, each giving them a different ability. So uh, your character is from the, the Belmont family, and um yeah you are nothing uh, more and that is completely made up i didn't get that from anywhere 
It's definitely not stealing anything trademarked. You didn't even let me finish yeah, my completely. phrase, which would have added ended to that, which would have been, your character is nothing more than a miserable pile of secrets. Yeah. Or maybe in your case, a pile of secretions. But So our opening scene takes place just over the side of the River Muir on the edge of Kyrgyz. You can hear from here already the wind and the howling wind rolling off the lions in the far distance that you can see jutting out like an ebon tooth. This place is forlorn. In fact, when you look in all directions from here, it's just scraggly moor that is rhymed with recent snows. You find yourself at the very edge of what looks to be like a old, abandoned, dilapidated cathedral. You know that this place was once a revered cathedral. In fact, one of the few ones that were ever even erected in Kyrgyz, this being the Cathedral of St. Skelvik, previously a, a saint revered for their ability to take people's wounds and provide general healing. But something happened after his passing and, well, the, let's just say that the Inquisition of the two, uh, the Church of the Two-Headed Basilisk is not very kind on people that don't share all the same tenets. Everyone that was part of the, the lay people, the clergy, and basically everyone was just slaughtered, butchered, and the doors were shuttered. You can still see bits of the runes marking the door, forbidding people to ever trespass the threshold ever again. And from the looks of it, maybe that wasn't perhaps followed as the barricade erected around the door has been smashed open. You've been lured here because, well, there have been reports of, well, too many undead, far more than there should be in this section of Kyrgyz, and they seem to be perhaps leaking out of this church. Those are, of course, rumors, just like the rumors you've heard that there is some fabulous wealth that is waiting in the reliquary. But regardless, there is a reward from some of the wealthy patrons of, from Galgenbeck for you to go in and purge this threat because, well, valuable assets that are traveling down the River Mere are getting ransacked and by undead coming out of the river and pulling fairies to their death. So... That is what has brought you here. People that have answered a summons to purge whatever the source of the undead is, maybe get some treasure, and, uh, well, spend it all in various ways and taverns around town in the best ways you know how. Do any of you happen to know each other or have worked with each other previously, or... So any connection that you might have to yeah i think i've been traveling with uh uh the slayer um he goes into ancient ruins to like fight the undead and i go in to snaggle tooth some ancient text uh i am looking for the older gods the gods that came before the prophecies and uh that's that's why i'm here so i think the slayer and i have worked together pretty frequently that's right. I, I think might guys... suggest that we hired a couple of mercenaries to That's join exactly us. That's exactly what I was going to say. 
since I'm a sneaky, sneaky thief, you know, you can always use one of those when you're dealing mm-hmm. with booby traps and undead and all kinds of other things. Boobies. Ah, traps. Boobies. Undead boobies. Yeah, and I don't know any of these creeps. I just got here. <laughs> hey, we're talking about going to get some <laughs> traps later. You want in? <laughs> I wasn't told this would be a group project. It is if you believe hard enough. <laughs> I believe in a thing called love. Something in the rhythm of my heart. Any chance we can make it now? <laughs> As you stand outside of this cathedral, one of those cold, biting winds scrapes past the face of the cathedral, making a terrible moaning sound echo from within the darkened cathedral. Sounds hmm. fun. Well, I guess that's uh... a biting, a biting wind making a sound would be. <laughs> you do hear something that sounds like gnashing of teeth, but you're not too sure. All right, I'm listening to that, and I'm going to reach into my pack and slowly remove a uh, a purple cowboy hat with feathers festooning it. Just to put it on. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I, I just. Uh, like... I feel better now. Torfi yeah. is it? This is Torfie. this is an all timer character wise. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> the the start of a proper journey. It begins with the, the hat. He read a book on peacocking. Saw a YouTube video. Yeah, <laughs> clearly misunderstood. So when you say cowboy hat, do we mean like a elaborate fedora? Do we mean like the really tall kind? Uh, like do we mean like just a little? Tiny bowler that barely sits on there. I, I'm going the oh. the really tall kind now. Based on I was going to yeah. say, you should make it a gaucho hat, like okay. uh, the guy wore in the Holy Men. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I that's like that. classic. Could it still be purple velvet. Yeah, absolutely. Could oh be. yeah, yeah. I think the one the guy wore in uh, the Holy Mountain was purple velvet. That awesome. movie is a classic, and I have yet to actually watch that yeah. one stoned. It is fucking good, man. Shodorowsky is the, yeah. the dude. Uh, yeah. Dance of Reality is amazing. Uh, El Topo, another really good one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We, My parents well, got me into El Topo. Like they saw it at the like drive-in or whatever back in the day. So we're Any playing relation anyway. to Chico. <laughs> no, El Topo is like uh, it was the first acid western. Um, so it it has a lot of like weird magical realism, but also ordinary Western tropes. But like the guy will be riding his horse, and they'll just be like people washing their clothes in a stream of blood or something, you know? Yeah, I was making a I was making a seltzer joke. Okay, oh. yeah. I'm deducting. A I want to push you down. That's minus one point. Oh crap! There are points against but me. It, all right, so you know that the longer that you out here, it's just going to keep getting colder. No one really knows exactly where the sun is, where it rises and sets, as it somehow meanders across the sky. But you know that this is that time of day, day being quotations, that it's going to get progressively colder. So moving into the cathedral is probably going to prevent you from at least some of the frostbite you're sure to have from being exposed. Well, let's do that. Cathedrals, yeah. in my experience, uh, IRL and in-game, are where shiny shit is, too. That's true. 
Note, this is not an endorsement to Rob from Cathedrals. <laughs> I mean, the comedian plate goes around. Everyone puts in a dollar. You act like you're putting one in. You just pop. And then while everyone's yeah, looking good. at the glitch plate, you still enjoy the portrait of Jesus. <laughs> that's going to the living room, babe. Look at him bleed all over the mound. Oh, ah. actually, Ian, uh, Charles, quick question. Yes, sir. Uh, uh-huh. If you were it, hypothetical, obviously no one here would ever do this. If you were to steal a giant painting of Jesus, <laughs> like, okay, I understand inverted crucifixes are a thing, but is any picture of Jesus upside down? Does that count? Uh, I don't it? think so. Uh, sure. but, but what, I, what I would do is put it in the shitter if I were hypothetically speaking in ownership of such a thing. Magnificent. What if you were Jesus to right paint the over toilet. it to put Jesus in drag? And <laughs> Even then better. Put it Jesus down. already wore a drag. Even What's better. the difference? Yeah. Eyeshadow. Eyeshadow is the difference. Okay, mm. thank you. I needed the clarification. Well, then you're just improving it, and like I'd argue, it might be even better if you, if you returned it to the original owners after improving it. You know, um, see, hey, see how long it takes to notice. The show is over. I'm sorry, we're canceling tonight's show because <laughs> Ian and I and Charles have to go write Church Crimes the role playing game. No, I'm writing Church Crimes the TTRPG. It sounds I'm... like something that Wilson would want to help with. <laughs> Okay, the five, us, the, the five of us are going to go write Church Crimes the role-playing game. Excuse us. <laughs> there is a Grant Howitt game that's called Bird Crimes. I think, that's uh... Wait a minute. Oh, yeah, because there was a comic book called Sex Criminals, and uh, it was actually very good and not entirely about sex crimes. So, oh. yeah. Anyway. You're standing in front of the cathedral. <laughs> you can see that the barricade is. No, we're going inside. Yeah, we've gone inside. We're going yeah. in. Yeah, Cassius we're going said, declared out any a pile of Jesus statues. I'm following <laughs> these dudes into the into the cr- church crime. Okay. So when you step inside the cathedral, the first thing you do is you stir up a cloud of ash and snow. You can see that all of the pews have been just burnt and raised. In fact, almost everything that's inside the church has been pulled off the walls or destroyed. You could see markings where sconces have been forcibly ripped from the wall. There are bits of little, like, rivulets of, of metal from where something was melted at one point. The altar itself has been smashed and the pieces scattered. And there are runes that are sprayed all over this room in very various lurid paints that all share the same kind of iconography of the Church of the Two-Headed Basilisk. The thing that really takes your notice is that in all of this devastation, there are a lot of foot trails that have made grooves in the ash and snowdrifts from the door leading down into a doorway that's to the right of the nave. You can see that there was at one point a door that was across this portal that had been smashed and laying rotting in a heap, which is strange because almost all the other wood in this place has been burnt. So that is odd 
and suspicious, to say the most. So down below here, logically, would be a reliquary or a catacomb of some kind. But surely that is where... Out of the way, forbidden knowledge for Agnar! <laughs> um, so I have a... Let's see, hang on. Uh, da, 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 da. I'm checking out my perception skills because I'd, I'd like to go forward slash inspect that doorway, but I want to make sure that I could be useful beforehand. Uh, is it a plus two? Uh, yeah, and then you're right. It, it, and, the, and then your tests are at two less difficulty as you are, like you said, stealthy, which is a feature of the Gutterborn scum class. So really, yeah, you you're right. you okay, so I'm going to I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go forward slash inspect and see if I can't determine how recently it was caved in, what kind of implement was used, that sort of stuff. OK, I don't Give know why it's on the outside or the outside. And it's a D20, so... Oh, oh hey, that's a nat 10. Uh, okay. Uh, a, Plus two, minus two to minus your difficulty. So yeah. when you're looking at this pile of rubble, you see that there were chains, in fact, blessed chains, that were wrapped around this doorframe at one point. It looks like it was smashed from the inside. Hmm. Okay, I share that knowledge with my fellows here and uh, make it clear that I probably don't want to fuck with anything that can smash through a doorway when it's pissed off and wants to get Just out. Say, since you rolled so well, give me one more of those presence checks, if you will. Sure. Uh, that one is an 11. Um, What's going to be 13? You notice right in front of the door frame, there is a there is a a skull that is set in a niche. It looks like it has been placed there due to the lack of dust and cobwebs around it. And it seems it makes your survival senses go berserk. Okay. I'm going to tell my compatriots, like, I, I think that skull is watching us. I'm pretty sure watching us. I don't like it watching us. I'm, I mean, it is, it is fairly certain that it could be watching us after all. Um, <laughs> There are a lot of undead. That's why we have. That's why we have Sumner here. <laughs> so we, you know, he kills them, re kills them, red re detonator, my friend. No, we don't need to worry. He's oh, oh he's got I've got this. it. I've got it. He rehomes the dead. Oh, not the relocation program. If we're concerned, yeah, about that, like. If we're concerned about that door over there, any professional could tell you that it already broke its way out. We're pretty safe to go in. It's everywhere but in there. I'm just... But is it in here now, with us? You're talking about where the skull is? Or whatever broke out. Do we think the skull is what broke out of that door? So the, you see that um, this is a passageway that leads deeper, and this skull is in a niche, like a little ledge that's just inside the door, 
perhaps maybe where a candelabra or maybe a lantern would be put. It is put there in such a way that it seems to be some type of, I don't know, like you said, those eye sockets seem to be gazing out as if perhaps being like a sentry or maybe just some type of weird warding to spook people like would-be robbers, people who would commit church crimes. I think it's a, uh, uh, a Merkborg version of the ADT sign that you see in some windows. <laughs> like, whether it's an actual security system or not, we're damn sure supposed to think it is. Can I ask an environmental question? Lots of plastic, it will break apart and become microplastics, and that's most ADT signs and stickers. <laughs> or for what's your uh, question? The oil, the, the oil will go on forever and ever. Don't worry about it. The party so, never ends. Are there any fist-sized rocks in this church? There is all kinds of rubble all over the place. You can find lots of things that would fit that bill. Okay, excellent. Can I can I use my slingshot to fire a fist-sized rock at that skull? Absolutely. Go ahead and make me a range check. So that's going to be a presence check, and difficulty is going to be a little bit less since that is a stationary target. Which one's my presence check? Which dice am I using? Is that a... For you, Torfil, your presence is at a... Zero. So it would be a flat d20 roll. Perfect. Okay, so you fire a rock past it, and as soon as it passes by its field of vision, its teeth begin to chatter. And as soon as it passes by the, it's it, it completely goes off in the distance. The teeth stop chattering. That's interesting. Now, that is interesting. Now, I've heard that some wizards place their soul into skulls. And then those skulls um, are wizards. The, the, the skulls themselves are wizards. <laughs> Do we need to kill the door? Is the door some sort of undead? The door has been smashed. I am posing questions. Um, one way or the other, security system or, um, son of a lich, like, I think we should, well, I don't know, I don't know, hmm. I'd be asking too much of our Slayer to just, like, run it in through in twain with his broadsword or something. I believe I have a hand axe. Thank Even better. Much. Yeah. Axes are made for cutting wood. Doors are made of wood. I'm I'm sorry, it's, but right tool, right job. It's just the most useless slayer. <laughs> <laughs> You're only gonna chop wood on this adventure. The door is made of wood. We wanted the room, right? The, the door again has been smashed and is in a pile of heaps that was previously investigated. <laughs> By third. Right, right tool, so right job. I didn't bring my killing sword on this adventure job. <laughs> Kindle and only. That's right, John. You wrote a campaign. Are you ready for the peaceful <laughs> version of Whispers <laughs> of the Dead Saint? 
Y'all haven't hey, technically even anything, stepped inside the, the, the dungeon yet. You're just standing outside the dungeon. All right. So, yeah, um, I grab my, my gear, and this is what we do. We go into to dark places, we fight things, and we just kind of... We go fuck them up. So I, I, I would kick the door open, but it's already in pieces, and I can't cut it up now. So I just yell, "Surprise!" <laughs> you walk into the threshold of a passageway downward, and you scream, "Surprise!" to the skull, to the darkness. <laughs> what, what, can you specify like what you're doing? Wait, is the skull like surprised? The... the skull like is in a niche left... within the door, like just inside the passageway yeah. that's leading downward. I like to imagine that uh. he just leapt through the doorway and yelled surprise. Like, that's what <laughs> makes me so happy. happy. <laughs> yeah. But is I, I, so, I, this is the way exactly how I envisioned it? You're, it's helpful to know exactly what you're doing because the action you're taking may or may not have consequence depending on what you're doing. Yeah. So <laughs> let's let's reset that scene. There's going to be some type of surprise. Surprise! Right. I'm not allowed to yell surprise. I'm not allowed to cut up wood. All right. So I, I didn't say you couldn't. Skull. I'm asking, what are you doing? Ian, Ian follows the improv school of no. <laughs> so, no. Yes, and that is no. I, I I'm trying no, to tell. Go fuck yourself. Are you going? Are you going down this thing? Are you saying surprise in front of the doorway? All I heard is you're going and then yelling surprise. I'm trying to guess where are you doing that? Yelling right. anyone else? I, 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 I grab the skull. I look okay. at the empty void there of we go. pockets, and I yell surprise. And then I it, smash it opens its mouth, and instead of saying surprise back, it just screams at the top of its non-existent spectral <laughs> lungs. It's a high-pitched screaming screech that makes all of these loose bricks around the cathedral begin to uh, <laughs> rattle inside its shattered mortar, and in response to that, you hear the like deep wailing coming from down below in the passageway. Uh, I need someone to roll me D three. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm laughing. It's a D three. I got um, but I, got I, just, uh, I, I I'm picturing the skull doing like the most high pitch, just like pitch perfect, like high C note scream. It's like the funniest thing I've imagined in my head all day. So thank you for that. Uh, and then I also need uh, Torful, roll me a d20. Six. Six of your teeth uh, loosen in their gums <gasps> and itch horribly. Uh, and Summer, what did you say you rolled for your d3? Two. Two. So coming up from below are these sounds of wailing that reverberate through the hall. You see coming around the corner, instantly you know what they are as a slayer of the unliving, but these are wraiths. Their touch sucks the energy or almost the soul out of a body, and they come wailing up in response to the skull's high-pitched screaming. So you have about one action before these close in on you. You guys ever mess with the wraith before? Nope. Uh, You're about to. Do they have any? Do they have any corporeal element at all, or are they just like spectral presence? Well, wait till one touches you, and you're going to find out. Uh, they look. Right. They look translucent. 
of them look like they're dressed as maybe some type of priests. Oh, hey. Maybe we could... I, I don't know. I mean, would a mace even work on a ray? <laughs> I mean... So, are you going to do something with your free action there, Thurg, or are you going to let these close on in on you? I'm thinking about it. I'm sorry, not uh, Thurg, excuse me. I didn't to say Summer. Summer has the free action. Pardon. Pardon. Oh, okay. I was really thinking I would have some more, like, I'm just thinking too much of Castlevania. Not that that should have any weight on <laughs> this game at all. Okay, I don't have any holy rotter to throw at them. So yeah, uh, I would assume having done this type of work before, I've got hand axes. I'm gonna I'm gonna swing at them with my hand axe. All right. I'm hoping so, that it's already been pre-coated with holy water or something. All right. Now these things are very swift. They're difficult to hit, and they always win initiative. So you get this one round advantage since you are a slayer of the unliving and kind of can that's, anticipate it. That's bullshit. Then... Sure, you wrote this module. <laughs> no, whoever whoever designed that's an asshole. That's race. This is well, John. So, uh, take it up with if... the author and uh, let him know. I oh, thank God I've never liked it. He does every I wanna, day. I want to see your Facebook war that you're gonna have with him or or Twitter. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna make Charles start it. Okay, so I'm going ahead <laughs> and summer make your attack, and then these wraiths are going to come into their full spectral glory. Um, I believe that's a dirty twenty. Okay, nice. So Throw yourself at them with your two hand axes and slash out at them. Uh, so go ahead and roll me your d6 damage. Now, you said both my axes. Does that mean I can get another d6? Um, no. Well, it's what the girl can try. Um, <clears throat> all right. So that was. A I thought two. you said you had two hand axes. I was just doing a yes and that you said that I didn't I do. I know. And I was trying to milk that just a smidge. Too. Ian, it's too late. We already know you. You hate creativity and friendship. <laughs> you got. Well, who me. doesn't hate friendship? Um. <clears throat> yeah, I don't think this is going to go well for us. Like, we don't have a spellcaster amongst us, well, do we? Yes, you you actually do. And what was the damage? Did you roll there, Summer? Okay, two. Thank you very much. So you slash out with uh, with your axe, and it bites in, and you see a bit of its phantasmal body rip and tear. It's almost there like a sheet of paper, somehow three-dimensional, two-dimensional at the same time as you slash out at it. Uh, the other one is uh, both of them are quite nonplussed by this whole thing. As um, What else is a quick aside? What did you do with that skull since you said you pulled out your axe? Oh yeah, or I axes. It, I popped it right in the, in the down to turn into a drinking cup. You know. Yeah. Okay, so you drop the skull, uh, with the to, but you're saying for a drinking skull not to shatter it. I'll come back for it later. Okay. Skull hmm. is still screaming this entire time. Great. So these. Can you tell us what it's screaming? Like, what is it saying? We should all do a form for a harmony of that. 
<laughs> so I was the, hoping maybe he was doing a disco rendition of uh, Comfortably Numb. You have to replay the recording backwards. So mm. you have two of these that are closing in around you, Summer. I need you to roll me two defense rolls. So my agility, would that be the modifier for defense on this? That's correct. Cool. That sucks for me. First one's a nine. <laughs> yeah. The second one's a 13. Okay. So, and that's with your agility modifier or no? Yeah, I subtracted the one, Ian. I can count. <laughs> <laughs> a lot, of, a lot <laughs> of you don't do your stat stuff and i have to do it for you and it makes it one point makes a difference here so uh, i just i you... like sassy pashki that's a new look and <laughs> i like so it happy. <laughs> so both of these wraiths close in on you and you feel their icy hands slip into your body ice cold Ooh. energy radiates uh. from your body and you can see bits of your soul being physically sucked out of your body through their touch uh roll me 2d4 that's four yeah that's Total. one four and a one Okay, so that's five points of damage. Uh, well, I should take that back. We should do those individually since you do have armor. Uh, so for your first, so you have for armor. So one of those attacks is going to be completely soaked. Minus D2 on that four damage that you took. Okay. What was the soak on that? Uh, I can't look. Okay, <clears throat> sorry. Um, can you hear me now? Yeah, sorry. Your noise suppression sometimes <laughs> cuts you out. Yeah, uh, that that happened. Uh, yeah, I okay. So I took two damage. Yes. Okay. Yes, that is correct. And from both of those attacks, you feel your uh, strength. Uh, actually lessens, so you feel your strength and presence and agility are reduced by two for this entire fight. Okay. All right. Uh, so Skull is still screaming. Both of these uh, wraiths have made their attack. We're going to do top of the initiative in order of, since uh, I guess we should do it by the actual Walmart screen, we're going to go in the order of uh, Agner, followed by Thurig, and Porful, and then Summer in last. Skull is screaming. These wraiths are literally sucking your friend dry through their touch. Nice. And there is this <laughs> maniacal smile that crests both of these wraiths. Um, uh, uh, first of all, a uh, small thing, not a big deal. Uh, it's not Agnar, it's Agnar! I did write down the three exclamation points on my notes. I will have you know. Right. It's hard. It, it's I, hard to pronounce. In in honestly, is. if I tried to, it's yeah. it's it's tonal. Um, it's a palette. That was a thing, good joke. Yeah. Um. Okay. I have a uh, special shepherd's crook that is um specifically good at dealing at uh. It's a magic weapon. Ergo, I think it'll work well hey, on the raid. Hey, John. Guess what one of those is called? 
and and you learn this when you're a Catholic, and then you read it in Warhammer 40k and don't remember the word. Roses. Yes, and and for what was my running joke with 40k was the fuck is Acrosius? Every time I read it, it's like the fuck is Acrosius? Like yeah, it's my it's my I'm gonna use my Croji on a um uh what order did we come into come down the stairs towards these wraiths at? I believe only one person actually started descending the stairs, the one that screamed surprise okay. and took the skull. Um, I'm going Power to play. I'm going to let I'm gonna let whoever's gonna deal. I'm I'm gonna go in. I Agnar rushes in. Um and I'm going to clock one of the wraiths upside the head with my uh with my my uh my ding dang. Your ding dang. Uh, Every ding dang roll. Every time that Agnar oh. pronounces his name, Babette opens one eye and looks around in vague fear. <laughs> I, lo- I love you, Babette. Um, yes. I rolled a seventeen. Okay, so you feel the your Crozius begin to reverberate in your hand as all of the inscribed prayers on it illuminate as you connect with the wraith. Roll me damage. Cool. Uh, I rolled max damage on both those d4s, so that's eight oh, points of damage right to the race fucking head. So it crumples a bit, just like a piece of paper, and that smile that is is kind of crested its face is still there, even though it's slightly crumpled. In fact, you think it's spreading more. I wonder if I did some asshole puzzle thing on this fight. That'd be an asshole thing to do. Um, well, I don't remember if I did, so let's, let's keep the party going, gents. All right. Um, so that uh, wreath is uh, still has its icy hands inside of you, Summer. Yeah. I'm picturing John designing an escape room and then being locked inside of it and just being like, huh. Well, I'll be damned. Who's the asshole that designed this? Should have hit a key somewhere, but nope. That's, it's like Guys, if, John, is... it's if John made and invented the la, lament configuration. Yeah, he did. never fucking getting out, by the way. <laughs> this wasn't a good prize at all. I my my limit configuration is just a Tupperware that I wrote do not open on your top. Oh, that's what you called your penis. All right, so next in initiative is you, Thurg. Oh, shit. That wasn't a very good prize at all. That one's going to stay with me. Oh, oh, I just rewatched the new one last night, and it was not a good prize. Um, okay, I am going to swing a femur at that screaming skull. And as a notice, you I think in the, the, the chortling, you've also moved your mic pretty away from your your face hole. This is a why. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. How's it now? Better. All right. Okay. So uh, All right. you said you were yeah, launching yourself gonna, as an attack. Yeah, I'm going to uh to uh to whack at that screaming skull with my femur. All right. Uh bone meets bone. Uh so go ahead and uh make nice. me a strength check. It's gonna be pretty easy because you're just smashing a skull on the floor, but you're doing it in the presence of these wraiths. 
Oh, and I roll three, which isn't helpful. And I have a zero strength, which also isn't helpful. Or is it a, mine, so, a negative stat on that strength? That is a pretty bad roll. The question Minus is... Minus two. Yeah, that, that's a... Let's see. So that's you, a grand roll. You can do. That, that so, is a dirty you, one. Yeah. That's correct. So you feel that this... You feel the schemes of fate being pulled pretty tight here. The question is, do you want to use an omen to re-roll that bad roll, or do you want to keep it and accept your fate as is? I want to use an omen because I have the special ability that gives me a 50% chance of keeping it. All right. So I am going to What prayer that. do you say as you burn an omen, hoping that you have not worn out your luck? Who do you, or what do you pray Nurgle, to? Nurgle, Nurgle. Full of gurgles. Come and help me. That's all that rhymes with Nurgle. Uh, and it's a 15, so that's okay. a minus 2 for 13 total. I don't okay. think this is going to go well for me. All right. Then can you roll a die and call odds are even and see if you keep your omen? Uh, let's see. That's a 6. We'll call it uh, even. Well, no, you have to guess odds or even in Or flip oh, a I'm coin. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I was um, thought you were gonna pick odd or even on whether I succeed or fail. Say oh, if see. it's an if it's an I even, I keep the right omen. Scene. Yeah, and it is an even, so I do keep omen. A, okay, so you bring your femur down, and instantly the teeth shoot out of the skull. It, it smashes into the shards and dust. And the screaming stops. It echoes for a few seconds, bouncing around these dilapidated walls. And the raves lose interest. Those smiles fade off, turning into grimaces. One wraith that has a crumpled head looks at the completely unfazed, unaffected wraith. There's something that passes between them that almost looks like a shrug, but that seems like too human of a gesture for these undead things, and they just fade away. Hey, John, oh, I solved you, your puzzle. John. Fuck you, John. <laughs> cool. Technically, what John wrote was, a living skull set in a crevice, it screams to attract D3 wraiths. Yeah, cool. Good job. Fun game you made, so, asshole. Which race so when are you're really in that bad? One race is no good. <laughs> so, John, when you're in that escape room, give me a call, buddy. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, you're gonna be in there with me, bro. <laughs> and that's how we both died. Mm -hmm. All right, let's see what other ass hattery I put in here. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> All right, so you feel that strength, like little bits of your soul that were ripped out by the wraith uh, flood back into you. So you're still standing here basically in the entrance to these, uh, well, whatever this is, if it's a reliquary, if it's a catacomb. Okay. Uh, who would like to go first and descend the rest of these stairs and enter into this place? Uh, I suggest one of our mercenaries because they're mercenaries and we hired them to do that sort of shit. I'm sneaky. I'll do it. 
all right, I'll be I'll be right behind you. And I just want it noted that at some point during the last fight, I added a belt that is um, completely covered, like encrusted in rhinestones, and the large belt buckle depicts <laughs> an entire tropical scene with a flamingo beneath a palm tree. That makes me very you're slow, happy. You're slowly building towards something truly amazing. I can tell. Yeah. Yeah. So you descend down the flight of stairs, and quickly it turns to, well, it's kind of hard to tell what cardinal directions are where. It turns to your left, which you think would go north, and you see that with a fading light that's coming down the stairs, it maybe goes 10 or 15 feet before it turns again to the left, heading west. Any of you cracking a light source? It is pitch black down here. You know what? Um, I sure the I, fuck didn't. I have a bear trap. Will that help? If you put some flint in well, there and you put it near wood, which we have plenty of upstairs, wood. Uh, we, we could, in theory, start a fire. Well, let's well, assume that you will make a fire because, uh, Summer, you actually have a magnesium strip, so we will just do a montage I where you engineer... I had a magnesium deficiency. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go to hell. All right. Thank you. I work at a Staples. <laughs> What's your point? <laughs> so we'll say that you do have a light source uh, for narrative sake and because you've got the basic things to actually make one so you have a sufficient amount of light uh, if you want to have light as you go through this place so if you make those turns you see that you are looking down a long corridor from here without advancing further you can tell by your flickering light source that Somewhere up ahead on the left, there seems to be a, a, a passageway or a door frame on the south wall. There also seems to be one even further down the corridor on the right. And you're not sure if this corridor dead ends or if there's something at the end of the light of your flickering torch that you've made. I just want a linear dungeon. Why? Um, okay, um... It is. Sorry, bad bet. Uh, pokes his head over, um, over a uh, sneaky shoulder. It's like, ah. Uh, well, actually, you know what, Ian? Can I, uh, as I am a a holy man, can I make a presence check to kind of guess my way around? Like, where where would I hide the reliquary if I was uh, a crumbling edifice to a heretical cult? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. That's yeah, a good background that is, use. That's an 11. So when you're looking at this place, it's despite being upstairs where the Inquisition had stripped all traces of identity, here there are odd markings. There are old frescoes that look to be mostly have been peeled away. You kind of see some of these markings on the south face of this wall to your left side, and you're not liking some of the imagery that you're seeing that's looking at the, the, the passageway that's on the south. Um, you see as you get close to it, there's a wrought iron door. And there's a lot of noise coming behind it, perhaps a sound of fighting. 
then you see by the frescoes by it, there's something a well, it's hard to all put together. Perhaps some type of you would say almost looks like like an arena, but that wouldn't make much sense. But yet again, this is an odd cult. Markings coming down the hallway ahead of you, straight ahead, seem to indicate scenes of well, scholastic enterprise. Oh, that's There's nothing I that go. really indicates anything to the passageway to the north. It just, there's no markings. It just keeps going. Yeah, I'm going to point towards the scholarly murals. That, I think that's where we should uh, be heading, actually. I trust if I were I a die. gambling man, and I am. Yeah, uh, um, I, I trust Agnar because, you know, the priests were always the best organized uh, and effective gang of thieves in the whole city, so. That's true. Okay, so is you, are you taking point then? Uh, I'm not, yeah, I probably I'm would. I'd probably get so excited. Yeah. Okay, so you keep going down this corridor. Eventually, it ends in a left-hand turn heading south, and those murals keep going on. You see pictures of people studying scrolls, maybe... I'm assuming it's religious, so and, and and things that look like tomes. Why someone would paint this down here is a little bit uncertain, but uh, that is you're kind of getting an odd feeling about it. The hairs on the back of your arms and hands begin to stick up. The passway goes for another mm, fifty feet or so before it turns and it stops at a door on your left or on the west it is a wooden door it looks like there's been uh, lots of ooh. scratching by the handle we've got we've got, got someone wood. who's good with wooden doors hell yeah um you uh, do notice Patchy is saying he would like to chop the door you want to chop are the you door? looking at the door at all before you chop it or your chopping instincts <clears throat> taking over why would we start looking at it now i grab my axe i go over the door <laughs> i get ready to say surprise and then i examine it well you just stop and you take a second and you can see there is a little bit of light cooling from underneath the door the scratches that are Along the door are deep grooves near the door handle, but then at the very bottom of the door, there is lighter scratching, something thinner. Like a cat. Once it's out. Hear cat. me out. Hear me out. It's a big cat on a smaller cat's shoulders. Mm. Ooh, I like that. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> So we want to, <clears throat> do we actually want to chop the door down or do we want to do any other investigations? Uh, I would like to try to open the door. Why do you? Are you going to let him open it? You've got your chopping hand out. <laughs> Why do you do that? Look, I will agree to let you try the door, but if it is not locked, I'm taking this hand down. I don't know if that came out right or wrong. 
I may be on some medication for my throat. <laughs> I you remind me of uh, clamps from Futurama. I'm one of the clamps. <laughs> yeah, the clamps. A character trait is fur armor and an axe. My name's Summer. All right. So you medication wrong, but it's the good stuff. Uh, you're welcome, <laughs> yeah. America. <clears throat> and our international viewers. We appreciate you. Yeah. Except for New Zealand. You know what you did. <laughs> So I you like go what New Zealand did actually. That's you between New Zealand and me. There. <laughs> so you go to open the door and you find well, I'm not sure if it is to your surprise or not, but it is unlocked. Of course, being an old wooden door, it does squeak very loudly and ominously and takes a little bit of force, but you are able to push the door open and it opens into what looks to be like an well, it was once an ornate study. There is remnants of an old tattered rug upon which that there is a writing desk. A figure sits luxuriously in a completely rotten chair. Their skin itself is both rotten and pulled tight and desiccated across their bones. Their eyes are completely gone, but they seem to be very in, in, well engrossed in the book that they're reading, and it appears to be bound in some kind of weird flesh. The bookshelves that are all around him, all the books seem to be moldering and falling apart. I, well, I say he, but you're not exactly sure what gender this person was, if, if there was a person, looks up with vacant eye sockets and says, oh, Hello. And closes the Hello. book, and it makes a little bit of a squelching sound. Maybe it whimpers. Nice. The book whimpers? Yes. I love that. Um, yeah, hello. Good tidings. Um, you look to be a man who appreciates literature. And he points to the books all around him. Your companion, manservant, um, does not seem to be so scholastically minded. Do tell him to be careful with that axe. <clears throat> uh, Summer, please be careful with your axe. I know, I know that books are in fact made of wood and trees. You should not tell but them they that. do not need chopping. You do no know. chopping the books, my friend. Summer, as you are a person that is able to do spell casting, you notice as soon as the door opens, you feel all of your magical prowess gets severed. I mean, like all of your ability to even tap into oh, you, your powers <laughs> is completely cut, which is basically you feel uncomfortable, oh, like shit. you were stuck in the shadow of a shadow. I'm going to. I feel. Paschke, I feel like he should have been awarding John points for every time that he got like super mad at himself tonight. 
I'm going to start him right? off at a plus five. <laughs> yeah, good. Just you did start off with self-deprecation at the very beginning. Mm, but I don't approve of self-deprecation, so that's actually a minus one. Ooh. And you have to ah. stop doing it for yourself. I've been trying really hard. Whoa. Hey, that's negative 20 points to Ian for time to tell us what do. All right, that's oh. negative 20 points for that's Ian. Dad, I again. can tell you. Uh, okay, so that's that making that negative 15. Or, no, yeah, 15 now? Wait, guys. Guys, you can't so, just go giving each other and subtracting points. This is anarchy. You're losing here. five points. <laughs> I wrote it down. <laughs> it's right there. You see that? <laughs> uh, anyway, um, okay. I've been I've instructed my my uh, my friend though to not chop up any of the books. As requested. So you have uh, it looks to be other companions with you. Do, 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 do tell them to come in here. There's there's enough seats for everyone. The seats in question are very brittle and look like they'd fall apart if you try to sit in them. I just want to note that um, being clumsy and dull-witted um, and incapable of understanding scrolls, I am really intimidated by this room. So I jingle miserably toward my chair, since I now have on a pair of boots festooned with jingly, uh, like, yes. <laughs> anklets yes. and also spurs. Nice. That are not functional in any way, yes. they're just there for the aesthetic. Yeah, they go with the hat. The, yeah, they go with awesome. the hat. I, I just want to spurs. encourage my friends to let them know I have no idea what's going on with this room, and uh, whatever happens <laughs> about to happen. The figure um, yes, pulls out everyone, what looks be, everyone be careful, uh, but come in. I'm going to actually try and sit in one of the chairs. Should I roll to see if I break it? Yeah, roll me an agility check. The Got it. figure pulls out out of a velvet sack a pair of I broke spectacles it. and puts them on... It's over his vacant eyes and then looks at you a lot more closer, Torfil. Are you some kind of royalty to be uh, festooned and bedecked in such jewelry? I do not recognize the markings of this exquisite clothing. And turns as you break your chair, Thurig, <laughs> and says, clumsy dolts, get out of here. <laughs> oh, all right. I'm going to leave. Yeah, like I, I'll, I'll, I'll go like by the door. So in, in this room, as a, as a mind, um, there is a door to the south between two bookcases, and you also have the door that you came from behind you. Um, are you which door are you leaving through? I'll go deeper. I'm real dumb. Okay. I'm my own. I, I, can't, I can't swing a weapon to save I, my life. I, I, I don't. Is he? I, I don't feel this as good of a plan. I don't like the shadows. Going off of my player character gut here. As a slayer of the unliving, the fact that you're in presence of a lich is probably a little bit more disconcerting. <laughs> but uh, all right. Uh, we'll you, quickly John? handle. What you're, uh, what's going to happen to you, Charles, and then we're going to zip back here to the room. Uh, so the first thing that I need you to do is uh, tell me odds or even. 
Uh, I always like them odd. <clears throat> All right. So let's see. And I rolled an even, so I'm guessing I failed over that one. Oh, I just needed you to tell me that because I'm rolling for once. Uh, great. So you go to the door to the south and shut it behind you. And you see that corridor extends five feet in front of you, turns to the right, goes about another 15 feet, and then turns back down to the south. There's a little bit of a flickering, pulsating light coming from around the corner, and there is a weird, susurrous moaning sound, like slightly nice. Oh, that sounds like my scene. Yeah. Snake so, orgy, you bet. Back to this, the parlor, um, the uh, lich, as maybe your friend might point out to you, uh, re then it says, uh, now that that brute is gone, um, shall we debate? And uh, you hear like the sound of like a tongue clicking against teeth, but clearly there is no tongue in this person's mouth. He has been just dying to, uh, seems to chuckle at that, uh, to discuss the theosophical matters of uh, St. Silvic compared to, well, the early writings of uh, Necrobell's uh, oracles. So uh, do in indulge me in such ecumenical discussions as such, if you uh, oh, want to pick I a would side. I would Um... Yeah, um, apparently my guy Agnar is just kind of a ding-dong, because he's like, hell yeah, let's go. Let's do this. Uh, he is all for it. All right, well, we're only a, a presence check. Uh, that is a... Sorry. Oh! Uh, that is a 16. Apparently, you can hold your own in whatever this topic is. You're not being exactly sure, but you're saying things, uh, regurgitating bits of sermons and things from churches uh, you have alluded and defiled. What? Too real. <laughs> um, and meanwhile, so, uh, Torfel, the undead figure and your companion seem to be engaged in some type of very odd discussion uh your teeth are angry and they mutter to themselves as they're flapping their jaws um anything that you want to do I... um you know i'm i'm feeling incredibly incredibly out of place in this conversation i have absolutely nothing to add to it i'm rooting in my bag at this point um trying to find something to make me feel better and i will settle on a uh fringed vest with a um, a sheen zebra print, and then like nice. fur lined with fringe. So without without the benefit of eyeballs, you can't tell if the undead figure is turning a side eye and checking that out at the same time as debating. But you feel a little bit of a chill go over you, as if maybe he is gazing at you at the same time. Oh, I don't like that attention. Have to shop. You are not wearing the sort of outfit that says I do not like that attention. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I deal with discomfort. That's fair. Uh, so around the uh, so uh, Thurig, what are your next? I keep getting my name. Summer. What are you doing in all of this? 
Um, Summer is realizing that we're talking to a lich uh, and that we're like, my spells don't work. I I feel like a lich is is kind of this tier of of bad guy, and I might be a, a great actual character if Charles Paschke was not a little out of it right now. I think this character would be better, but not as good as a lich. And whatever people are already bugged out, um, I am going to just like politely nod my head and try to scoot out the door I came in. And just you know, out. I was told to hit the bricks because I broke a chair. Yeah, and I'm hoping that he's talking to everyone else and isn't gonna realize I'm trying to just leave because this will not go. We're gonna get out logic and he's gonna trap us here forever. And I don't have a good way to communicate <laughs> that to you guys without letting him know. You're able um, to slip back into the relative safety question mark of the passageway you came from. You can go back towards those other two passageways that lead more relative north and south in this place. Or you can turn tail and run out of here and let your friends get all, you know, leave them to the wolves. <laughs> um, I am I am going to say to um, our host, um, Lord... Unless, did he give us a name? Oh, no. I don't think so. <laughs> okay, uh, no problem. Uh, my lord, this has been incredibly uh, illuminating and delightful. Um, but my companions and I are here to uh, attempt to find any of the lost knowledge of St. Skelvik and make sure it is not completely lost to the world. Um, he laughs at that. And it's a dry rustle of leaves over too many graves and points to all the shelves around him and says, but my boy, I have distilled all of that knowledge into this book. And every time he pats that tome, it whimpers and squeals. And you think the skin on the book is writhing just a little bit. And that is incredible, but I would not seek to part your book from you. Um, <laughs> You're definitely not. No, absolutely. So I am hoping that I can find his other writings, any other tombs that uh, would not would allow me to study without taking from you, obviously. I think that you should stay right there. And I will teach you everything there is to know about St. Skelvik. His eyes voice gets a little bit more menacing. So as you are in this passageway, Thurg, that susurrus gets a little bit louder and that faint light is getting a little bit, well, brighter is relative, but it seems to be getting closer. Uh, someone's burned something cool. Yeah, um, I'm okay. Let's let's keep going forward. I'm curious to meet my glowing new friend. Okay. So as you turn the corner, you see 
Rockwell. You've heard of them, but you've never seen it. It has the body of a emaciated, perhaps dead man, but the head looks to be like a giant lantern. But its light is very dim and flickering, and it almost seems oh, to be yeah. coughing. And as it does so, the light sputters a bit, as if threatening to be completely extinguished. Roll for me, if you will, 2d6. And you add your presence to that. Uh, <clears throat> oh, that yeah, which eight. is plus two. And my presence is plus two, so two is ten. Okay, great. So, as you are, um, the thing when it looks at you, there's a little bit of an extra like flicker of light, like a, just a brief little chirp of light, and it ambles almost waddles towards you as if it seems very tired and lethargic but is happy to see you um that's intriguing so i'll i'll walk up to it and say hello how are you doing there buddy it doesn't say anything you see there's no mouth but you hear the sound of like, again, rustling leaves come from within its lantern head. And it looks to be like looking you up and down as if desperate for something. I'm looking at my inventory and I don't think I have anything like oil or fuel of any kind. I've got some cognac <laughs> I could give it. Um, that would probably help. <laughs> When you when you yeah. your your flask, it seems very, very excited. Yeah, it I give it the whole claps thing. Its it, hands together. Yeah, it can have my flask of rot gut brandy. That'll probably burn real nice. Yeah, it opens the top of its head and just dumps the flask in, and the light goes back to normal. It's a full. Uh, and the light is very cheerful. So, uh, uh, Torfel, you are uncomfortable. You're not wanting this kind of odd attention. The lich is getting a little bit more menacing and insistent that Agnar stay in debate. I'm going to bite the lich's book. <laughs> All right. So, you just dive in teeth first and take a bite bite so first and damage. ask questions later so it's a d6 for damage five five a couple things happen you're used to biting a lot of things with your mouth right mm -hmm. i bite all kinds of stuff Bite all kinds of things. You know the meat on this book is wrong. You knew it's wrong even before the book starts screaming at you or before the lich starts to curse at you in a unknown tongue that makes your ears bleed. You recognize, much to your horror, that the skin that this book is found in is goblin flesh. You maybe have 24 hours to figure out what you're going to do about that before you become a goblin. 
Your teeth, on the other hand, are real fucking happy that you've got there got something to do, and they're just grinding it into a paste. That's what the itchy teeth thing was. As soon as Torfi uh, lashes forward to take a bite, I am running out of the room, following uh, following Summer. Oh, but you guys didn't check. Well, you're left Summer holding yet. the book. Yeah. Meanwhile, all right. So, so we're back to summer now. Yeah, I will have you two um, exchange around. I'm gonna snap back to uh, Torfel. Let's see what happens to Torfel, and then we'll revert back to Thurig. Bye, Torfel. Well, let's find out. <laughs> so, what are the two of you doing? So, <clears throat> Summer was, like, outside having, like, a, a little session. I, I can't leave them. I can't. I, ha I have to go back in there and say, no, that's a lich. It's the most powerful thing. No, I, there's, it's the most powerful thing. I can't defeat that. I don't know how to fight a lich. My powers did not work. I have two scrolls. I only have the two scrolls. But I can use the scrolls from out here. <sighs> I'm going back. I run up. I run up beside him. That's a fucking lich. Yeah, that's why we I left. We can't fight that. I got these two scrolls. You, it is a scroll. It is like magic incarnate. No, no, we no. But we, uh, we, we leave. I was just thinking that maybe we go back. <laughs> no, what, what? <laughs> the, 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 the teethy, the teethy are, are. Our toothsome friend. He bit its book. So maybe it will get the powers of the book. I do not <laughs> think. I my my suggestion my is thought, I was the one to bug out first, and I regret it now. Sure. I've had the two seconds to think about this. <laughs> very long seconds yeah i do have a i respect you you're my friend we've been doing this together for a while i don't want to die is the thing me either yolo and and <laughs> while i respect um mercenary number one <laughs> We do hire <laughs> mercenaries so that we aren't the ones that die. And if they die, we don't have to pay them. <laughs> we don't have to pay them is the thing. Also, my voice. Oh, man. Mercenaries. Like mercenaries should always get paid up front. It's just not fair. Mm -hmm. <sighs> well, then they'll yeah. just take it off our corpses after. Yeah. And well, no, because yeah. I ain't going back in that room. Not, not with the lich. <laughs> no. No. That's the lich's money. All right, so sounds like uh, the timeline will consist of us just leaving and <laughs> see ya. Okay, so you, are you the two of you going deeper into the the? Hmm? Did um did Summer go the same direction as um uh uh our sneaky friend? Nope. No, Summer went back out and John went okay. back out as well. So the two of them are saying they're going to beat feet from the place entirely, Ian, and leave um, 
Tufi, I'm going to call you instead of uh, Turfy or whatever it is. Um, Tufi's going to be eating the book, and I'm making friends with the Wickhead, and these two cowardly fellows are just bugging out. We could... So here's the thing, uh, a summer. We could either look around the rest of this uh, this catacombs, right, and see if we there's anything else worth getting, or we can bugger out because there's a lich. <laughs> I mean, I was gonna go back right before you came out here. Um, uh, Torfy, Torfy's dead. I don't know what to tell you, bro. No, I don't say that. I say, look, look, if we go back there, there's a chance that we could save Torfi because the Lich will be distracted killing one of us. Okay. But I'll save Torfi, the person we've known for all of 12 hours and some change. Yes. <laughs> he was still clamped onto this book like a chihuahua. I hope you're just like, I hope you're like bad bet with a chew toy. Yeah. <laughs> I will flash, Let's just like drop it. I will flash forward to Torfel while the two of you are still making your plan. Okay. Yeah. Torfel, you have your teeth in this book. Book is screaming. And this figure is screaming. Roll for me a... Or, well, we're going to see who goes first. Uh, go, roll me a d6 and add your agility. So it's a seven, or, or sorry, five. It's four plus one. Okay, fantastic. So you are used to biting things, and this doesn't slow you down at all. You get to act before the Lich does. So you have one precious round. What do you do? <laughs> Good. And the other thing is, do you release, do you tell your teeth to release their bite and hold on the book? I mean, I'm I'm goblin fodder now. I'm I'm gonna double down on this. I'm going to continue eat to the bite whole the fucking book. Yeah, just chew. Just eat the book. I fucking love this. This act, that actually could be a very viable solution to the problem. <laughs> yeah, that's what I that's like I don't look I don't know what I wrote here. But I do know that m my common sense would say, well, obviously, I need to destroy the book. So, like, what they don't tell you in lore is that, you know, they tell you, blah, blah, blah. If you kill the vampire, then all of its victims revert to non vamp. If you eat the vampire, um, you actually uh, revert to being a double non vampire. That's nice. Mm. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's how Twilight ended. <laughs> oh, I would I wouldn't watch it if it had. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, so, so in the movie Bella just eats Edward. It's really disturbing and very hot. But it cures the baby. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, baby. yeah, it does. Oh no! Fucking God, leave it to a Mormon to write a vampire book and drag babies into it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so much. But you cut your teeth deep in chapter one, chewing this book. So I will let you <laughs> chew this book as a free action. As I mean, assuming you're not going to be able to use your bite action for anything else. What would you like to do with your other portion of your action? Um, I'm going to flail wildly and try to get the book out of the lich's hand as I'm biting it. 
Oh, it is not in his hand. It was just on the table. Oh, okay. So you All just right. like sharked into it, pulled back with the book, and now you are babetting the, the tome. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> then uh, <laughs> I'm revolt. Which direction? To the <laughs> south or towards to the my, east? Towards my friends, they're to the south, right? Which ones are your yeah. friends? Oh, well, the single friend or I might or might not just... be coming back for you. <laughs> I do love the idea of us arguing about going back to save her and she just bolts past us. <laughs> she like, probably has overheard this entire discussion yeah. you've had. So the question is, do you want to go towards the two numbskulls that are debating leaving you for dead or do you want to chance it and go south? I'm going south. All right. Way to party. The uh, so you are nimble on your feet, just like a dog, and you're trying to get something out of its mouth. You are faster than the lich. Drop it barely misses you as it reaches out its its like corpse like hands towards you. You just dodge out of the way and head to the south. You see what looks to be like well, the hallway is very bright as you are looking at a fully inflamed. Wickhead, who, as you turn here and you've got the book, it hisses a bit and then looks at you, um, Thurig, is and it pantomimes, basically trying to figure out if that's friend or foe. I'm, I just do like, like, do you want me to kill? No. no, and I go, no, 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 friend. Um, yeah, and I, I introduce them, Torfi, this is Wickhead, Wickhead, Torfi. I, I wave because I'm still mowing down yeah, on the book. Chewing on the book, yeah. Well, there's uh, three of us. We can play like uh, what's a good card game that you need three people to play? Keep in mind, whatever this that is, we can play an it. angry lich. And as soon as the door opens behind you, Whatever. and the lich is like anti-presence, uh, it begins to suppress the cheery glow of your friend. And so he grabs Aww. you by the collar and drags you down further south and around the corner where there's another door. Okay. He's trying to drag you into the next my... room. Yeah. I'll let my friend do that. I do, trust do, you. Do you I, follow Torfel? I, Bridget, me? Oh, follow? I thought he was asking if he was following me. Are you Sorry. following? Are you following the yeah. wicked? Yeah, I, I keep okay. going. I'm going. Yeah, let's go. So he puts you. In, uh, so he pulls you both in the next room, and it is a odd, riveted metal door, and slams it behind you, and it's very loud. And in this room, there is uh, it's very well lit by your friend's head, and you see that on a bed and repose is the body of a young woman who seems to be quite dead, but unrotting. In fact, the air smells quite perfumed by all the flowers that are along this bed, also uh, not decaying. Oh, so this is a literal reliquary we've got down here. Sorry, that's a uh, Catholic thing, I guess. Sorry. I, no, I, um, I get you. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> uh, so... Um, um, I have no uh, idea what we were going in here to find other than shiny stuff. So I don't know if Saint What's Their Face was a he saint or a sea saint. A sea 
shell she was a sea shanty she's shanty yeah yeah she was a shanty fun fact for the core slayer kickstarter i wrote a sheesh sea shanty a she she shit she okay um yeah i i don't know what to do with i don't know what to do with an undead non-rotting thing uh like person uh with floors and so forth yeah. i got an idea <laughs> you in the back okay go for it um am i done with my book uh you still have a couple chapters to go okay. and then you're, you've you're really not just sure if it's indigestion it. or if your stomach is getting cursed in the process but you're gonna trust the, the appendix is gonna be a son of a bitch yeah this is uh <laughs> this is not my first my first rodeo i eat all kinds of stuff i'm I'm getting through it. Like story, um, not not many writers will break the writer's code to tell you this, but how you become a writer is you get bitten by a book at some point, mm -hmm. and you gain the power to it's write. True. You can't tell people that, Charles. I'll go out and try to Don't get it. secrets getting out. Man. Go to the magician. Our secret. At this point, yeah. you hear banging coming from the other side of that metal door banging or banging banging okay <laughs> summer and Agdar, you hear a scuffle happen in that parlor you hear something that sounds like no don't and then give that back and a uh, door slamming and then it gets quiet in that parlor oh so banging so huh. all right heads um, or tails uh, heads. Tails. <laughs> Edge. If we, if you get tails, if we get tails, we leave. If we get heads, we'll go after them. I got a one <laughs> on my D two. The other side has a skull. So, so does that what? mean? We, does that mean we go after? You him? tell me what that means. <laughs> I, I always assumed that the skull was heads. So okay, all right, fine. Oh wait, no, I win. Ha ha. Um, but you're leaving. Okay, the summer looked really dejected at the thought of leaving them behind. Yeah, I think summer. Summer feels all like right. like we're like your family just left the dog on the side of the road. It's so like we can't keep her. Fucking hell! All right, summer. Yeah, you owe me. But let's go. Let's go rescue them. Okay. Or die in the process, more like. Uh, we'll Most we'll likely. We'll charge after them, which means we will actually get into the glitch before them and die sooner. Okay. You run through the parlor. Is there anything you need in the parlor? It sounds like they went to the door to the south. Are there any? Uh, are there any scrolls? Uh, yeah. Um, go uh, roll me one d. Well, make me presence check real quickly. Uh, fourteen. All right. Yeah. Roll me d four. Luckily, my presence is my, like, real good stat. Uh, that is a one. All right, so there is one scroll. Right. Hurrah, indeed. Uh, roll me a d10. That's a one. <laughs> All right. Uh, it is Grace of a Dead Saint. That is uh, D two creatures regain ten or uh, D ten hit points each. Ah, a healing oh. spell. Uh, 
Did Perfect. you want? Did you want to search at all, um, Summer? Yeah, uh, as Summer is like frantically looking around with their. No, let's for, for sake of time. Say, since let's we're say I didn't search. Let's say I didn't. So, so since we're close on time, just roll me d10. And that's how many spiders you found. Seven. That's how many spiders come out of your I mean, anus. Seven. <laughs> so you adventure, so maybe. So you have a uh, you find a copy of the scroll Metul bind your eye. A creature becomes invisible for d6 rounds or until it's damaged. Nice. Ooh. All right. Uh, so do you continue to the south? Yes. Let's go. We can be open the doors. And you are hearing cursing in the dead tongue, quite literally and metaphorically. Um, And you see this passageway kind of winds around and ends up at a metal door where the lich is beginning to sink his claws into the metal and is beginning to, well, pull the door frame apart. He's just like getting frustrated and then beginning to punch the door and it's punching big dents into it. All right. Can I can we turn invisible? <laughs> can I uh because he's focused on the doorway, can I throw my bear trap uh between him and oh. me and then hit him upside the back of the head with my my uh my shepherd staff, my Crozius. Well, that's a compound action there. Only we're going to be able to choose one of those. I first heard um, uh, Summer wanting to use a scroll. Yeah, uh, I got got that scroll that can make us invisible. Your plan totally works. You Uh, know how it works even better, though? If we're fucking invisible. invisible. (laughs) That's a good idea. When you around the corner, the lich stops banging on the door and turns and you feel this terrible gaze fall upon you. The thing is so full with rage that its empty eye sockets are now full of bay of fire, and his skull illuminates this entire corridor with hellish light, and he points out at you, Summer. Uh, roll me d6 plus your agility, and let's see who goes first, you or it. Three, and I already subtracted the one. Okay. Well, it chuckles as it uh, as you round the corner, and it points to your bag, and your bag unclips and opens, and those scrolls you've been carrying around, one of them floats out. Mm-hmm. Which fucker grabs it. And just waves his hand over, and all the runes on the scroll illuminate, and with terribly clear, perfect syntax, reads the blasphemous scroll. So, I need both of you to roll me D8. That's that one. That's an eight. That would have been a good time to roll one, but I rolled a five. Okay, so that is how much damage you take. I'm going to use an omen. Consuming glare. Yeah. I'm going to use an omen to uh, to not take that damage. Actually. Um, So 
Thurig yeah. and Torfel, you hear that banging sound stop, and um, and instead you hear something worse, which is blasphemous words being spoken. Like your ears were already bleeding at one point, Torfel, but now they're just gushing as you hear like the terrible words coming from the other side of the door. And uh, you know something real bad is happening. Uh, so you you use an omen, and what did you get? Better or worse? Uh, what? Sorry, I thought you were saying, uh, Agnar, that you were using an omen to lessen the... Yeah. What did you get? I don't know what you... Oh, I thought you could just use an omen to deflect damage. Oh, well, no, so you, 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 well, you can. So there are a couple different ways that you can use your omens. Um, if you want, you can either uh, reroll a die... You can lower damage dealt to you by D6. Um, those are going to be the most relevant ones for you right now. Yeah. Okay, I lowered it by three points. By three points. Um, right. uh, uh, Agnar uh, slams his Crozius down and uh, just belts out a prayer to uh, the seven-handed god, throws up the deuce to uh, the lich, points at it, then points... Uh, points and a shimmering shield of unreality kind of forms in front of the middle finger, deflecting most of the damage. That is how I am. Uh, that is how my prayer protects me, and I use my omen. There, points. Needs, there needs to be more cuss magic. <laughs> like, more. It's going to be church crimes. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, church crimes love cuss magic. As it, as it, yeah, I love it. I love that. Yeah. All right. Uh, so the lich just chuckles and says, "Your god is dead and rots in hell. There is no shivering <laughs> yeah! fields for you." Yeah. All right. One of my favorite things uh, to tell anybody ever. Jesus wept. Yeah. Same the, thing. The the wicked uh, throws himself against the door uh, as if to to try to hold off because he he looks out like he is whimpering as the lich is beginning to speak even more blasphemous words um, from another scroll that he has tucked in his robes. But uh, that does put us there at time for our outro announcements. So, um, I have an announcement. Whoever wrote this ventures an asshole. You've done rooms four and five. Number four, a lich resides here in this ornate yet decayed study. He reads from a book bound in goblin skin. He is friendly and excited for visitors so long as you discuss scholarly issues. And then five... The body of a young woman lies and repose upon a bed of flowers. Eating her corpse will heal any wound. And that's John for you. <laughs> I was going to eat her corpse. Yay! Were you really? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, about the cannibalism, but you're welcome, world. That's awesome. I even said probably do some cannibalism tonight. It even occurred to me to try and eat the, the dead lady. That's awesome. That's why I want to know if I was done with my book yet so that I could uh, see if I needed uh, to make some room or what for the you can do, Yeah, do a cannibalism. Yeah. Um, You know, I forgot about all of those things, but um, none of it shocks me. <laughs> um, friends, if you enjoyed uh, that, and why would you? 
<laughs> as Ian pointed out, we did two rooms, and there's like ten of them. I think. Seven, somewhere around there. Seven. seven. There's seven rooms, and there's stat blocks, and there's more. There, the lich is not the scariest thing in that dungeon. I don't believe. But nope. I was already running away. Um, uh yeah <laughs> yeah tough tough luck because the lich was which was not the scariest thing um so we have a few things to talk about but we actually have some news for specifically today that i want to talk about before i even talk anymore about whispers um a new book drop from madness heart press that i'm extremely excited about uh if you like the art on this stream the cover was done by the same artist simone Tometa. That book is He Led Us Into the Wilderness and Spoke to Us by our very own Charles R. Bernard. Yay! Ooh, yeah, tell um, us a I'm little really bit excited. about your book. Yeah. And is the book I'm excited worth... about this one. Go ahead. Oh, I was <clears> going to say, is, is this book also worth devouring with as much gusto enthusiasm as a goblin skin bound book? I would say so. Uh, the flavor profile will be slightly different. But yeah, but uh, good, good for you and full of fiber. Um, it's also full of historical research, uh, interesting facts about how Jonestown worked or didn't work, um, cults, uh, religious horror, cosmic horror. Um, he led us into the wilderness and spoke to us is a novel about, um, I would say, at its heart, uh, ideology and the places that it can take us. Um, a lot of the action centers around the events of Jonestown, Guyana on uh, November 18th, 1978. So um, if you are interested in any of the things I listed above, religious fiction, cosmic horror, religious horror, pick it up. You'll enjoy it. And uh, you can get it at tinyurl.com forward slash he let us capital H L N U. And I want to point out that if you've said if you've heard that spiel and you're like, and that whatever, I, that that is the nice thing I like. I'll think about. You're fucking lying. I sit in various rooms full of people talking about books. I would say like ninety nine percent of my life at this point. And what are people talking about? Oh, I want more stuff with cults. I want more stuff with cosmic horror. I want more true crime. I want more historical horror stuff that's based on real stories this book literally has every seo fucking hashtag you could possibly want uh no matter who you are um and it's a banger um and that's why i published it because this one this one's good this one is a very cool novel um charles you've said a few times that you think it's the best thing you've written to date um i think that baptism a baptism for the dead is a is a great book it slaps but um i think that he led us into the wilderness is a great entry like get get this new book read it and then start devouring uh charles's other stuff you will not be disappointed um yeah um i would recommend you devour it after you read it though yeah yeah it's it's a um, lot easier to read that way in that order if you, all jokes aside, if you did enjoy this dungeon, Whispers of the Dead Saint is available in paperback from Amazon or MadnessHeart.press, and uh, it has the full adventure, uh, the full adventure we ran tonight, the class that Mr. Patchkey played. Uh, it has new gear, it has new monsters, and 
as a bonus, there's an entire fucking novella <laughs> that precedes the adventure uh, that is lovingly illustrated by Simone. Uh, so, uh, in fact, uh, I showed these gents earlier. We have new bookmarks featuring Simone's art. Um, one of my favorite pictures in the entire book is the the woman with the like bloody hand reaching out of her throat. That's now a bookmark, yeah. and it looks great. Yeah, um, it does. So uh, please, please pick up my book. And if you prefer audiobook, as some of you might, it is also on Audible. Um, and you can also buy the audiobook off uh, Manishar.press or Godless. Just like buy our books. Um, uh, I do want to mention that there is a current Kickstarter project called Corp Borg, I believe. Um, uh, that is near and dear to our hearts. It's a, uh, Kind of a cyborgy, uh, cy underscore Borg, uh, corporate whore fighting, you know, corpo fascism, uh, a, yes. a business center crawl. Uh, Ian, you're actually working on that, correct? Yeah, I'm going to be yeah. editing it and kind of also providing a little development as well. It's chock full of really fantastic art. And I mean, it's it really looks like it's going to be a delight. And if you really like that kind sure. of sardonic dark humor, Sorry, you were going to interject? No, uh, I was just going to say, so, you know, uh, if you like what we do and you like, uh, I will say, like, Ian does an incredible job running games every week and packs in so much flavor. And I got to tell, like, you, he read the full room descriptions after the fact. Everything on top of those room descriptions was Ian himself. So if you yeah. like if you like the games he runs, if you like the way he puts together uh uh stuff like support his projects a hundred percent because they're they're golden and they're he always does, really good he does um, hell of a lot more than gm for us yeah yeah um uh, as always i want to thank uh bog wizard for supplying the intro and outro music uh which is barbaria off the album purple miasmic smoke uh, they are working on some new music right now, so please keep your eyes peeled for that. Ian, thank you for whatever you just did. I just got a ding on my uh, phone. I bought. Uh, I bought. He led us into the wilderness and spoke to me. Nice. Uh, that will ship physical. out shortly. I'm gonna get physical with you, Charles. It's so ah. the cover. Honestly, uh, occasionally I make a book and I make a cover for a book. Uh, Simone did the art. I did the layout for the cover. Occasionally, I do a cover that I'm just like, man, this book can never go out of print because this cover is just something I want to have on my my uh, table. Let, uh, let me just let let you know that if you are buying the physical book like I just did, it does also come with the digital, which I didn't know. If you buy it off Manusheart.press, <laughs> all physical books also come with the digital version now. That um, saves me the trouble of trying to beg Charles for a copy to read digitally until the book arrives physically. So mm -hmm. support your local yep. authors. Well, and PDF. I'll tell you what. And on top of that, and on top of that, if you at me on Twitter, I'll send you a little something extra too. So a, a, an additional digital extra if you get my the books aren't the only thing that's spread around here. <laughs> so if we're if we're if we're quite done, um, d speaking of Twitter, do not do not solicit Charles's balls pictures on Twitter. Um, we get in trouble for that. But do follow at one Moncast. 
Um, it's where we are online and we talk a lot about games and gaming and all that cool shit. Um, I have been talking so fucking much about where Bridget's going to be, what Bridget's going to be doing at various cons, because she's a beast. This weekend, if you are in the Denver area, I am going to be at the Denver Comic Con. I will have copies of Odd Gobs, I'll have copies of Whispers, I'll have copies of some other gaming things. Um, but I will also be doing four different panels. Uh, those panels are uh, world building for uh, RPG players, how to play uh, RPGs, running and starting a campaign, and we're going to do some live play as well um, with the entire audience at the Denver Fan Expo. So uh, if you want to check that out, if you're interested in uh, me arguing teeth first with my goddamn boss about ai uh on stage at denver fan expo uh i may be looking for a job soon um, <laughs> uh please come out and support us it's gonna be a lot of fun and um on top of that obviously uh upcoming appearances bridget and i will both be at killer con uh, this year, and then Bridget and I will also both be at Bizarro Con in November. Um, we don't, uh, unfortunately, and I do mean this, uh, Bridget, Charles, and uh, Bridget uh, and I will not be at Gen Con this year. Uh, Ian, are you or Mr. Patchy planning on trying to uh, do Gen Con? Not yet, unless someone forces me at gunpoint again. See, uh, well, again. Well, you fall for it once. Shame <laughs> on me. <laughs> well, we'll keep an eye on it because we still we're still a few months out. I will ask uh, I will ask Zach to force Ian to be at Gen Con. Uh, we'll see what happens though. Um, God damn, that's so many things. Uh, we do have other books coming out uh, next month. We have Blade Job by Lucas Mangum, which is a wrestling time travel blood ritual no novella. And we have um, uh, The Backwoods, an erotic horror novel by Ed Lee. Um, mm -hmm. I'm going to hold off on telling you about what's coming out in August until farther into July. Um, other, man, other upcoming shit. We're spinning up the wheels on Madness Heart Radio once again. So if you enjoy the sound of my voice, and why would you? Uh, you can hear me interviewing fantastic horror authors and publishers uh, that will be probably hosted on this YouTube channel if you watch on YouTube, but it will have its own home on uh, Twitter and its own RSS feed. Uh, likewise, if you enjoy the occult and mysticism side of uh, the shit I do, and uh, or rather, more, more realistically, if you want to hear uh, Jag Science, uh, the Jewish monster hunter, make me look like an uneducated fool for an hour and a half, tune into our new show, Wayward Children. It has its own RSS thing again, but you can Is find it by following at I Gotta Try It. He's close enough. <laughs> he's he's like a level 25,000 mystical Jewish guy. 
Yeah, he's a like he, actually, he is a he scholar. Makes his own forks of resurrection and shit. Like, yeah, he's a yeah. legitimate scholar. Yeah. Um I I was really amazed that I was able to kind of hold my own on the first episode, but uh as as knowledgeable as I am and as many occult uh books as I have read, I don't hold a candle to Jack. Uh, mostly because he would use it to cast a spell and turn me into a newt. Uh, friends, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us on this consensual journey we call Wandering Monster. My name is John Baldisberger. I am Charles R. Bernard. I'm Ian Servas. I am Bridget Brave. <laughs> I am the evil... Uh, no, um, I got nothing. Uh, I failed. <laughs> I was going to be the evil uh, Charles. I, no, that doesn't work. And I'm still just we will be back next week. Until I am then, the Nyquil, Charles. Um, get your shit straight. Uh...